All right. Eric Decker, everybody, co-owner and president of Kinnish, which is a woman's clothing fashion line developed by him and his wife, Jesse. Uh, Eric is also a former NFL wide receiver who played eight seasons in the league. Eric, thanks so much for joining, man. Uh, it's, a, it's a complete honor. Well, Kevin, I appreciate you having me on. I know it's been a long time coming, but we made it work. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm, I've tried to stay persistent, man. So I, again, I, I really appreciate you taking the time, and I know your time is valuable, so likewise. Um, so, uh, Eric, you know, I, I've been seeing some of your previous interviews, and, uh, you know, I, I know you studied business while at uh, the University of Minnesota. Um, how did business play an impact on, on your NFL career and and did you feel like that background uh, gave you an advantage in, in the league? Well, I'd say that, I mean, ultimately going into college, I knew my education was really important and wanted to get my degree. And I felt like trying to balance, you know, sports and academics because I played baseball as well. It was a challenge, but I think something that was important and just learning how to, you know, schedule your time, kind of uh, make priorities in life in a sense. Um, and I would say there's definitely correlation, you know, just in terms of the important aspects of business is relative to sports, you know, and now being in the sports world, uh, excuse me, business world, teamwork is a big thing, camaraderie, uh, you know, detail to uh, attention to detail. Um, a lot of those things correlate, which I think is definitely translated and helped me. Definitely. So was there ever a time while you were at school? where, you know, I know that must have been a tough decision for you, man, right? Because you played played baseball at the University of Minnesota, played uh, football as well, obviously. So was that a tough decision for you to kind of, uh, you know, focus on, continue focusing on sports? And, and were you able to uh, balance that, that business background, uh, you know, throughout your career? Yeah. You know, I think um, also like, baseball was my passion. I grew up from Minnesota. So the Minnesota twins were like everything. Curry Puckett was my idol. Um, and I think I just realized as I got older and especially at the collegiate level that I was just a better football player and it probably gave me a better opportunity to play at the next level. Um, and that was kind of the decision I made. And I got a chance to talk to Joe Maurer because out of high school, he was not only drafted number one overall, which probably made it a lot easier decision for him, but uh, we had a scholarship to play football as well. And I think he just, you know, like you got to lean on what, what you love and, and what makes sense, you know, in your lifestyle. And so baseball is a grind. I mean, a lot of games, especially if you get caught in the minor leagues and not necessarily something I wanted. Uh, and football was kind of like, you know what, you make it or you don't. And uh, that was kind of the mentality. And, and really, I think just, run out of the tunnel and having that experience in college, uh, playing in front of 100,000 people, you know, at, at the big house or uh, at Penn State. I mean, th those those things you, you just can't replace and get to anywhere. So that that was a motivating factor as well. 100%, man, 100%. How was, uh, how did your family like play an impact on, on that big decision for you too? Because that must have been a tough path to choose, right? I mean, you have this background in business, which you're obviously passionate about, and as well as, you know, baseball or football, um, how, how were, how did they, uh, you know, play an impact in that decision for you? I just a sounding board to, you know, I guess if I had questions or uncertainties of, of, you know, what I wanted to do, just be able to at least express those, those feelings with them. But uh, at the end of the day, they're just very supportive. So yeah. kind of whatever, I wanted 
to do, they were, they were behind it. You know, that's I think the most important thing. Yeah, absolutely, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, I, I'm curious because, you know, as a young guy, I can't even imagine, man, right? I mean, you're just getting drafted. Um, were, were you overwhelmed at first, like, you know, going into camp and, and seeing guys like Champ Bailey and, and Brian Dawkins? Like, what, what's going on through your head like that first day, man? Yeah, it was pretty surreal, uh, to be honest. You know, I think just the draft day itself was was a, an emotional roller coaster, to say the least. Um, and then to finally get to Denver and, um, you know, I was hurt going into my first season, so I didn't really participate much. But then you walk in the locker room, like you said, Champ Bailey, Ryan Dawkins, all these guys that you grew up idolizing and, and you know, really watching how they play football uh, was was crazy. It really it was a dream come true. And the beauty of it was that they're just regular guys and really good guys and great leaders. Uh, and it made it a, a better and easier transition. And so it was, it was, a, it was such a fun experience. And I think a learning curve too, just it's, it's a business at that point. It's not, you know, collegiate football where it's, uh, you know, just, kind of representing your university and, and you got kind of the student fan base. It was like, okay, well, if you don't perform, you'll find your way out. And Josh McDaniels was the head coach at the time. And he used to uh, cycle guys in and out every week in camp. And that as a draft pick, you were even a little nervous about your position, if you're going to make it or not. So uh, that, that kind of gave the reality of what, you know, business is in the NFL. Definitely. So did you feel like, that you know being able to study uh, business and you know getting a degree degree in that like did you feel like that that prepared you for that first day of camp just because it taught you the nfl is basically the same way it's just it's just a business or well i mean it's my first true experience like in a business i guess you know i had some uh prior you know jobs but never in, in a, like a corporation or in an organization where you know it's 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 cutthroat in a sense and so that was kind of my first experience which i think that more has given me uh, a springboard into now business world to understand you know what it takes to sustain what it takes you know day in day out to build something yeah definitely so did you feel like um you know when you were in the league were you already thinking long term in terms of trying to grow a business or um you know, even that first day or, or, or is it tough because, you know, NFL is clearly a, a full-time job. Um, you know, like, I guess what, what's, what's going on in, in terms of like the entrepreneurial standpoint. Yeah. I would say, you know, while I was playing football and this is one thing that, you know, I'll definitely preach to younger <clears throat> players is that kind of have that uh, transition plan. And I think for me, I thought I was going to play more than eight years, to be honest. Um, and I didn't have really anything in the works outside of football. It was kind of, you know, my passion, my everything. And got married. Um, and my wife, you know, is business oriented, entrepreneur oriented. And uh, I think just understanding how she operated kind of opened my eyes to, okay, well, what's next for me? You know, even halfway into my career. But I would say that definitely having a, a good idea of what you want to do next, or at least trying different things, whether it's, you know, going to 
week summits and, and learning different aspects if it's business or if it's you know in, in the broadcasting world or if it's in the invest investing world like there's opportunities to learn you know i think uh, i would i would tell a lot of athletes to take advantage of those programs absolutely um yeah i know i actually saw some of your previous interviews and um you know i know earlier in your career you were actually roommates with team tebow and um, you were talking about that. What did he teach you from like an, or what did you learn from him? And likewise, what did maybe he learn from you from like an entrepreneurial standpoint? Cause I know he has a bunch of different projects going on and, um, you know, what, what did you learn from him? And again, vice versa, I guess, about leadership and I guess entrepreneurship, um, was, were those ever discussions as players or yeah, not as much. And, uh, it would be great stimulating conversation to have, I think in a locker room, because you got a lot of successful people that have, you know, uh, a mindset that is different than, than most, I feel, because that's why you succeed and get to that point. But something with Tim that I always admired was just his energy. He was always positive. He was always, he was always on, he was ready. And he, he, he worked his tail off. And I think just leading by example, you know, um, was the biggest thing vocally, he was he was there but i think you just watch his actions and i think that speaks volumes of anyone you know when you go through something you're going to be a, a ceo or a leader of you know a football team or a head coach or whatever position you're in like to, to be able to lead by example i think uh, speaks volumes to those that are following yeah absolutely man absolutely i mean because i know he has xv enterprises and he has his foundation and um you know, just from like a pure leadership standpoint, you know, obviously playing with him, like, did you feel like, you know, he was kind of underappreciated, you know, um, you know, from the outside in or, you know, just as a player playing with him, do you feel like, you know, he, you know, as you mentioned, from a leadership standpoint, you know, he obviously had an impact. Do you feel like he he's a little underappreciated in that regard? Too? Yeah, I mean, I think the stigma is everyone looks at just performance, right? And as a quarterback, I mean, he probably changed the college game during our, our days in college. And in the NFL, you know, translated a little differently. He was he was kind of a, a running style quarterback that, you know, I think it was hard for some teams to fit uh, or find a way for him to fit in their systems. Uh, but he found a lot of ways to have success in Denver and brought us to the playoffs 2011. Uh, but, yeah, I think, you know, behind the scenes you don't see a lot of – the, the in, ins and outs uh, on a daily basis of, yeah, different different things that he would do uh, to show his leadership abilities. Um, and yeah, I, I think internally it was definitely appreciated, you know, maybe in the outside world, maybe not as much, but again, it's because it's kind of fixated on, on just yeah. what, you know, style of quarterback he is. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. And um yeah, I mean, you've played with a lot of different styles of quarterbacks, and I, I know Peyton Manning, uh, you know, joined, you know, Denver as a, you know, being a young guy. What did you learn from him from, like, a leadership standpoint? And, and could you tell that difference uh, between playing with him and, and Tebow? Or? Well, I would say Peyton was, you know, 10 years past Tim at that point, maybe more in his career. But, you know, just, just again, yeah, different style quarterbacks. But I would say Peyton – taught me a lot about being a professional. So how to study film, how to, you know, practice and, and, and you know, focus on the details. Um, 
And I think just overall mindset. I mean, we used to, you know, practice before practice and then walk through between periods in practice and then after practice, kind of debriefing what was going on. So it was it was a constant, you know, conversation leading up in, into a game. And I think that's why we've had had so much success during those years is because we knew exactly what we were thinking. You know, we we're on the same page. Uh, we wore people out, you know, especially at home. And, uh, you know, has a lot to do with Peyton, with his mentality, with his confidence and his leadership ability to, to get everyone on board and, and you know, kind of yeah. run, run the league. Yeah, for sure, man, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, to talk about that, because, I mean, there were, that was a high-powered offense. And, you know, talk about success of that team. And, you know, I, um, you know definitely, you know, that it was, it was it was insane. It must have been crazy for you, right? I mean, there's a variety of of great targets. Did you feel like that presented more of an opportunity for you, or um, did you feel like you know sometimes it was tough, you know, mentally, you know, trying to stay focused, um, you know, with obviously so much great talent. Um, you know, how did that, I guess, push you? Did you feel like that presented more opportunity for you, having you know other weapons around you? Yeah, I mean, I think it, you know, competition just breeds excellence and we all were able to push each other throughout you know the season and the beauty of it was the Peyton did a good job of being able to kind of spread the love in a sense you know we had five guys that had over 10 touchdowns in that 2013 season and I think uh that just shows you yeah the talent level that we have and also the balanced offense we had because no Sean you know, I think probably had over a thousand yards or if not close, you know, we had three receivers over a thousand yards, maybe four with, with Julius. And it just, again, just shows you how the more you spread it out, the more weapons you have, the more high powered you are. And, you know, Peyton able to, to kind of lead the charge and just kind of march down the field in most games was, was a lot of fun. I mean, there's, there's nothing like it. I think we still have a lot of the records in the NFL. So, that's definitely something you know, I'm going to brag about until it gets broken. Yeah, absolutely, man. As you should, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, you played in, uh, you know, different destinations as well. Tennessee, the New York Jets, um, you know, a brief stint, a brief stint in New England as well. How did you feel? Like, how, how did you feel like those destinations uh, compare to like Denver, whether it's a player, as an entrepreneur, what, what are, what did those uh, other destinations teach you? Um, from that standpoint well i think new york i mean it's just a whole different world you know, in the sense that that's all eyes on new york uh you know biggest city biggest opportunity in america and when you're winning there's no place like new york to win but when you're losing it's tough and you know i think uh there's a lot of lessons to be had the organization you know treat their players really well but again, I don't think they're in the same place as in Denver in terms of health of culture and stuff. Um, and that was something that was always being worked on to change when, when I was in New York. Um, Tennessee, more of a small, you know, uh, kind of, you know, uh, organization that now is growing. You see this year, I mean, they're going to have a real true chance of making a run. And again, just you kind of are at different phases in the organization's life, life cycle in a sense that Denver has been established and has won a bunch of championships prior to when I got there. 
uh, Tennessee moved from Houston, you know, and was kind of finding its way here in Tennessee as New York was, you know, kind of, again, been up and down with the Jets for many years. And so there's a lot of lessons in all of those of, you know, what it takes to sustain success, um, the grind of it, how the bottom person is just as important as the top person, but the, the leaders need to be the one that are voicing kind of the direction and the vision of organizations. And, and that's, that's key in anything, you know, any business you get into, any, any team you're on. So uh, definitely felt like there was a lot of correlation and lessons learned throughout my career. Definitely. Absolutely. Um, you know, I'm curious, like when, when you were in new England, uh, did you ever have conversations with uh, 12 about his business and growing an empire that he's built? Uh, was that ever a discussion uh, that you just picked his brain about or? I had many conversations with him. That wasn't one. I don't think I was there long enough. Like I said, I think I had a cup of coffee in new England for a few weeks and that was kind of my, uh, uh, Last raw thinking, okay, now I know I'm done because I don't necessarily, I'm not in it mentally or emotionally to, to survive a New England camp. Um, and so didn't get to, but it, it was great being around him because, I mean, he, he surrounds himself with a lot of great people. I mean, how he is just so persistent in his work ethic and the way he handles his business. I mean, it's, it's really admiring and, uh, Obviously, why he's had so much success is because of the habits he's created and uh, the way he just handles his business yeah. day in, day out. Absolutely. And, and you said uh, you, you could immediately feel the difference in camp, like day one, like you could, that environment is is real playing for, for New England or? Oh, it's real. Yeah, no, no question. I mean, so leading up to that uh, season for me, I took a few visits. Um, you know, didn't, didn't do a lot of training. I was kind of on the fence. You know, I think in Tennessee, I had a bad ankle injury in camp and struggled with it all year and just was kind of wore out from some of the injuries I, I battled with over the last couple of years of my career. And so mentally and emotionally, I was kind of, you know, I wasn't all in. And to go to New England and to survive, you better be all in, you know, because Bill runs – a tight camp and uh i think for me it was just it was just an awakening like you know what i think it's time that i'm I'm done like i'm, I'm i've kind of stepped out in a sense I'm, I'm not here all in and uh that was just kind of the reality for me so it was it was you know bittersweet in the sense that uh, i've always wanted to play with a tom brady but at the same point it gave me you know the vision that my, my career was over and it was, uh, it was kind of transitioning to the next thing at that point. Definitely. Absolutely. Do, would you say you have more in common with Brady or, or with, with Aiden, if you had a pick? I'm probably in the middle. I don't know. I mean, yeah. Peyton is kind of your country boy that likes to have a, have a beer and Tom is, you know, New York slick and <laughs> myself somewhere in between. Yeah. Hey, respect, man, respect. I mean, t t take me, like, take us through that balance, right? I mean, I can't, like, I can't imagine how you've been handling all that, right? With, you know, kidnish, growing kidnish, your NFL career, the reality TV show, um, you know, game on. Um, it it take us through that, like, after, um, you know, after your career in the NFL, did you feel like 
you know, that was the goal right out of the gate was to grow Kittenish. Um, you know, maybe even focus on the reality TV show at the time. Um, take us through those other business opportunities and uh, and if, if if you felt like it presented uh, more doors for you. Well, I'll tell you that when I retired, I took some time off and, you know, in a sense, was kind of figuring out what I wanted to do um, and didn't know what I wanted to do, to be honest. And that was, that's one thing why I say is it's good to probably have kind of a, a transition plan um, for guys because you just never know when, when, when you're going to be done. Um, Kittish kind of fell in my lap. My wife started it um, and we started a store in, in Nashville. And then she's always did little capsules um, throughout the years and, and really just took it on full force and then started the online business. And at that point, I just found an opportunity for myself to jump in and help out. And, um, you know, it was, it was such a great time because I was able to put my energy into it. I needed something to put my energy into and, it's been fun and challenging, you know, to kind of build a startup business um, and just figure out how to do it, right? And so it's it's been cool just to network with different people. Um, to, like I said, just learn a lot of lessons, uh, open doors for other opportunities that, that come your way. Uh, but that, in a sense, was kind of my transition um, into the business world and, and my focus outside of my family and kids. Yeah, awesome. I mean, do you feel like there's any uh, synergies between your career and uh, your wife's career, uh, Jesse? Um, just in terms of you know being a country singer and, and an NFL player, do you feel like there's more similarities and than people uh, realize? Or yeah, for sure. I mean, they're both entertainment, you know, worlds that collide in the sense that excuse me, it's 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 the kind of not high stress, but it's just kind of you, you put on a pedestal and it's all about performance um, in the spotlight in a sense. But at the same point, you know, we both have come from grounded backgrounds and families and in, in, in small towns. And so it's been kind of a, a great um, mesh in the sense that, you know, we both are very like-minded in, in our value system and who we are, but also have careers that are similar so we understand each other and understand what it takes to be successful um and and the work and dedication that that is needed so it's it's been really cool and yeah i would say that there's definitely a lot more similarities and differences yeah do you feel like um like do you feel like you may want to go into music at some point maybe play guitar or something or is that I wish. yeah <laughs> i wish i tried i tried to learn the guitar and didn't really get too far. I think my fingers are too fat and inflexible. So I'm just side stage cheerleader. Let's go, man. Respect, respect. Yeah. I guess, um, you know, I guess last couple of questions I have is if you had to pick one uh, entrepreneurship or uh, the NFL, what, what would you say has been more challenging um, for you and, and throughout your course of your career? I, I would just say entrepreneurship because I mean, football has been my life, you know, I've, started playing sports when I was five years old and it was kind of who I was, what I knew and probably a lot more familiar and comfortable where you get into entrepreneurship and, you know, there's, there's similarities obviously to, like I said, a, a sports team, but a lot of different lessons to be learned and a lot of different factors that, you know, you, you gotta know. Um, and so that uncomfortableness, 
allows you to grow. And um, again, it's taught me a lot of lessons about myself and just business life. And so it's it's been been great. But I would say, yeah, it's it's been more challenging in a sense than than football. Yeah. Wow. And that's uh no, that's good to know, and appreciate you sharing that. And uh, I guess to wrap it up is what? Where are you most excited for uh, with Kidnish, man? I, I see you repping the hat. Um, I, I know, I know, fall is coming. I checked the website. Fall is coming at uh, Kidnish. I, we're we're counting down at three hours now. So uh, t- take us through that. Right. Yeah, big drop today. Fall one. Um, well, I think yeah, the, the idea and and vision for Kidnish is just to keep growing. We got stores. In Nashville and Dallas, we're going to open one in Tampa Bay here soon, Scottsdale. And uh, we just want to open more stores, want to expand the online business and and just keep getting out there. And, and awareness is what it's all about. And it's, it's it helps with just, you know, going on the road next year with their music um, and just all the different things we do to tie in Kittenish. And again, it's it's a brand that relates to a lot of people, females. Um, and so just getting the awareness out for everyone to understand what the brand is and, and get their hands on it. So, you know, they can fall in love and, and be repeat customers. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. And, and has that been a challenge for you as, as a you know, male trying to understand the, the woman's fashion industry or has that been, been a challenge for you or been able to- I mean, to- I don't have to understand trends. That's, that's what my wife and her design team do. I just, I'm an operations guy, so uh, it's it's been it's been fun. I mean, it's been different than a locker room where it's all males, and now I'm in an office with one man and yeah. 14 women. But it's uh, still it's it's great. It's that kind of like I said, the camaraderie, teamwork that uh, that I love and 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 kind of in a sense need in my life because that's what I'm used to. Absolutely, man. Eric Decker, everybody co-owner and president of Kidnet. She's repping the hat. Everyone go check it out. Fall is coming. We're just under three hours. Let's get it. Uh, super hyped. And yeah, we're going to promote it and we're going to shout out Kidnish and everything. So Eric, thank you so much for taking the time. I know you're a super busy dude, so I, I know your time's valuable, so I really appreciate it. And uh, if there's any way I can support the business, uh, please don't hesitate to reach out. Thanks, Kevin. I appreciate the time, man. I right, appreciate it, Eric.